Hey friends, before we jump into this episode of Film on the Rocks, we just want to let you guys know that our Patreon is now in full swing at patreon.com forward slash film on the rocks. We have a $2 tier to become one of our drinking buddies, Water School 2. This includes early access to episodes, bonus episodes, polls for what we cover, and so much more. So come check it out. Once again, that is patreon.com forward slash film on the rocks. Check the show notes for our links. Back to Film on the Rocks TV specials. I am super excited to be finally doing an October episode. It's October 1st, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Brucker, and I'm joined by my good friend Nate. Nate, how you doing, man? Brucker, I'm doing good um, in this chilly October weather <laughs> <laughs> that we're experiencing in the middle of September. <laughs> Yeah, we're actually recording this in mid-September, but uh, this is going to be released October 1st, and it's if you're listening to this, it's finally the best month of the year. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's up for discussion, but okay. <laughs> oh, we talk about, man, it's nor- under normal circumstances, you know, football's in full swing, hockey's back, it's the World Series, this is like when all like the good ales are coming out for beers, this is when, you know, it is... You know, spooky season, man, is my, is my favorite season. I just love it. And the weather is kind of nice. It, it, I guess it depends where, where in the country okay, you live. Okay. You're making good points. You also get to wear fall clothing, right? Yes, yes. I feel weathers. like that's arguably the time of the year where everybody has their best outfits, right? Yes, yes. And they're like, the, they're like good lazy outfits. Jeans and a hoodie, like, it's pretty easy. Like <laughs> Jeans and a hoodie, jeans and a flannel. Ooh, right, yes, and yes. you look you look fashionable because you're in season, but you're also super comfy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is this isn't about TV shows anymore. This is about fashion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but seriously, thank you guys for coming back to Film on the Rocks. Uh, these little TV special episodes are a lot of fun, and we're kind of covering some stuff that's very nostalgic to us today. We are talking about Even Stevens, a very fun Disney Channel show that I grew up watching. I loved Even Stevens. Uh, did you did you watch this show? Yeah, I used to love the show. Um, I feel like this was a part of like the golden age of of cartoons, mainly because well, I think it was just live action what was on. Huh? Well, it's live oh, action, oh, not not cartoons. But sorry, I was thinking of the beginning, the claymation. Oh, <laughs> but just like. The uh, the golden age of just kid shows in general, but I, I only agree. say that because I was a kid mm-hmm. <laughs> when these shows were coming out. Uh, but this was this was definitely one of them at the top of my list. Oh sure. yeah, yeah, definitely. I completely agree with you. I actually have some stuff to say about that point. I want to quickly just sort of plug what all we got planned for October. We have yes a lot going on, guys. So outside of this TV specials, we got four movies. We got The Cabin in the Woods, which is coming out this upcoming Sunday. Cabin in the Woods. We got Sleepy Hollow, Tim Burton movie with Johnny Depp. That is like a quintessential October movie for me. Then we got a classic. We got Hocus Pocus. That's a movie that's been on my list for a long time to do. And we're going to be wrapping up the month with John Carpenter's Halloween. I'm super excited to be doing all four of those movies and Mm -hmm. we got a little surprise experimental episode that we're going to tease we're kind of just going to surprise everybody with it um it'll be out middle this month maybe towards the end but uh 
you'll we'll definitely be um we got something cooking up for it it's gonna be a lot of fun not not sure it's cooking in the cauldron we're not sure of the (laughs) reaction to it but i think it'll be mostly positive yeah 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 it's gonna be a lot of fun um so and please be sure we are going to have a talks on the rocks at the end of the month so please be sure to write into the mailbag uh, which is a FOTR podcast at gmail.com, or you can scroll down to the show notes to the link to our website. Um, we're asking for Halloween stories. You know, how do you normally celebrate the holiday? What kind of cool costumes have you done before? Any fun stories, trick or treating stories, spooky things? You know, just write in any sort of Halloween story or memory you want to share with us, and uh, we'll be happy to give you a shout out. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. And you know what I'm, I'm most excited about? Um, with these episodes is that we're going to have a lot of guests, mm-hmm. right? This is going to be my first experience having guests on the episode, and I'm pretty yes. pumped for it. Yeah, yeah, I'm we excited. got a lot of guests planned. I don't want to plug it. I don't want to plug in there just in case he does something of south. We're like, oh, whoops, yeah, no, no. Didn't come. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so getting back to the main event. So even Stevens, um, the specific episode we're talking about is from season two, episode eleven. A very scary story. This is. A very fun Halloween special of Even Stevens. And I always loved it when TV shows did these Halloween special episodes. It's mm-hmm. always a lot of fun. A lot of TV shows do it. Yeah, they kind of like get you in the spirit, kind of get you prepped and primed up for it. Maybe give you some costume ideas. Right? It. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. like this this episode because like just the mood of this episode is so great because like it just... Because, you know, it takes place in the school. I love seeing how the school's decorated for Halloween. Like, I, don't you miss that? Like, being in middle school and, like, your classrooms would be decorated. Or there was that, like, one special day where all the kids got to come in in their costumes for, you know, whatever whatever it was that they were wearing for Halloween. It was always, like, a really fun time of year. Yeah, no, it was definitely a good time. Um, <laughs> with... <laughs> So speaking to like classrooms and the Halloween decorations, I don't think my school really did that too much. Um, they were pretty against a lot of things, oh, <laughs> I want to really? say, and that was one of them. But they definitely did let us do like a, a costume dress up day. And I remember in um, so seventh grade was the last year that everybody <laughs> stopped. Or oh, really? The last year that everybody dressed up. But that was not the same year. That was also not the last year that I stopped dressing up. Because <laughs> I'll never forget showing up uh, eighth grade Halloween, and um, I was the only one in a costume. You're the only so one in a costume. Well, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, well, what what costume were you in? Do you remember? Um, I, I was wearing. Yeah, I do remember actually. Uh, it was Obi Wan Kenobi, Sick. and my mom had made me, and it was the same costume I had worn for like two years. Right? <laughs> and but it was my favorite one. My mom made it. And oh, that's uh, sweet. it was so, it was so dope. Um, I had the Obi-Wan Kenobi lightsaber and everything and I came to school with it and I like called my mom that same day. I was like, Hey, can you bring me a change of clothes? Oh, that's <laughs> sad. Oh man. Yeah. Question. Was it like, uh, episode one Obi-Wan Kenobi or was it like episode three or like old, old Ben Kenobi? Mm. Which uh, lightsaber I want to say. Ooh, I didn't know he had different ones. I thought it was just the one. I'm pretty sure this was after Attack of the Clones. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, um, I remember like one of my favorite costumes I did to school. I was in the first grade when I did this, but I just did a skeleton. Just like a simple skeleton costume. I don't know. It was just really fun just because it was like one of those costumes that was head to toe. 
And I don't know, I just really felt, I just remember feeling like super immersed and like, I'm a skeleton. Like, like when I was in the first grade, I don't know, but, uh, this is me. This is my identity now. Yes. This is, this is who I am now. I'm just bones. Um, <laughs> dude, that could be your nickname. Brucker bones. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> phrasing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's why we had the little explicit on these episodes for a uh, little mess ups like that. But, <laughs> mm-hmm. but anyways, I wanted to kind of touch on the point you made about even Stevens being in this golden era of TV shows for kids. Cause I totally agree. I mean, mm-hmm. cause you know, everybody could kind of complain, be like, Oh man, TV shows suck. Now when I was a kid, that's when they were the best, right? Like everybody could kind of say that cause of nostalgia bias, but mm-hmm. man, I've been going back and like actually rewatching this whole show. It's legitimately funny. Like, like the jokes are really good and, like I, I, I'm actually laughing at the jokes in this, and part of it is because Shia LaBeouf, you know, he was a good child actor, but the writing was also really good. And something that I appreciated from the show was that Disney actually acknowledged real life things. Like Lewis talks about how he wants to be on SNL. Like there's a whole episode where one of his SNL recording tapes is missing, and he's trying to find it, and. He even has like a picture of Kramer from Seinfeld in his bedroom. Like yeah, that was cool. Mm-hmm. So like, like that's something that I really appreciate and kind of like grounded it a little bit. And this in this show isn't. I mean, like Lewis gets into predicaments that no other kid like really would get into. Like in some episodes, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Like the show, it's it's written well. I mean, it's written for kids, but it's still legitimately funny. Um, I was actually pretty surprised how how well written is it was too. Um, like it flowed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can you can really tell that the writers were like intentional with the episode because they kind of dropped hints, foreshadowing to things at the end, mm-hmm. right throughout the throughout the episode. And um, you know, like they didn't really rely too much on um, what's the word I'm looking for, like ridiculousness and like right, yeah. being spastic, right? I, I completely like, agree. I, yeah, because there are a few shows like that, like Drake and Josh, for example, uh, the Amanda Show. Which were also good shows, but at the same time, like, even Stevens didn't rely on, like, the whole, like, whoa, like, be, let's be goofy just for the heck of it. Let's yeah. just scream loud and make people laugh. And I noticed, I don't know if if this is true, I just, I wrote it down because I don't think I noticed it, but I didn't really notice a lot of canned laughter in this show, too, like canned audience laughter. Yeah, yeah, there's no there's no laugh track in this. Yeah, okay, cool. So I, I felt very trusted by the writers that they, like, knew mm-hmm. that me as a child would know when to laugh right right yeah and they that they kind of trusted their own jokes too so mm-hmm. yeah and i think also part of i mean i mean they do have a lot of sound effects a lot of like musical cues like the whole like what what you know like kind of things to mm-hmm. sort of like maybe emphasize but i much rather have that than a fucking laugh, laugh track like to be honest <laughs> um and i think uh, i think you made a really good point that like had to do like with the writers um i think it just comes from the tier of people that are working on this so even stevens was created by matt dearborn who had produced like several other tv shows of mm-hmm. notes he produced uh beverly hills 90210 uh oh, whoa. yeah oh, whoa. so i mean this so the show i mean so like the the pilot of even stevens was actually it wasn't originally going to be like an even or i'm sorry it wasn't originally going to be a disney show it was just kind of like a pilot 
I don't remember what network it aired on. Maybe ABC. I'm not really sure. But Disney picked mm-hmm. up the show. Like this wasn't like Matt Dearborn pitched this directly to Disney and Disney agreed to it. Like mm-hmm. he went ahead and just created the show and then Disney picked it up. Wow. Um, I, I, I didn't give like a, like a great amount of details there, but that's pretty much like what happened. He also created another Disney show, The Fill of the Future, which I remember liking. I haven't rewatched it yet. But I remember liking that show, uh, even though that one is like a higher concept. But um, that one's fun. So, Even Stevens aired for three seasons between 2000 and 2003 with 65 episodes in an original TV movie. Uh, yeah, speaking of the, the 65 episodes... Sorry, go ahead and finish your thought. I'll jump back to that. Oh, no. So, I was just going to say that uh, Matt Dearborn had won three Emmys for this show. So, he won an Emmy for every year that that this show aired new episodes. He won three Emmys for outstanding children's series. And in 2001 won a BAFTA award for outstanding international children's series, which uh, that's so cool. Um, this show stars even, St- <laughs> Oh, I almost said even Stevens. Stevens. So <laughs> even Stevens stars Shia LaBeouf, who I'm pretty sure everybody knows Christy Carlson Romano, who also voiced Kim possible. If people didn't know that, Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Spano, who is uh, their brother, Nick Spano, Tom, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember his name, Donnie, Donnie. I couldn't remember it either, Donnie, okay, Tom Virtue, Dana Pascal, AJ Trouth, Margot Harshman, Lauren Frost, Jim Weiss as Coach Tugnut, and George Anthony Bell as Principal Wexler. So going back to when you said it aired for 65 episodes, I don't really remember this movie or this TV show kind of falling off in terms of interest, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I like kind of looked into that, and apparently up until 2005, Disney never let shows go past 65 episodes, huh. um, which is why it was canceled. Like it just hit that point. And I just I had a theory too. I don't know if it's true, but that's what the internet said. So I'm just gonna go with it, right? So I had some theories as to why like that might be the case. And I think it might have to do with maybe like the audience kind of aging out of the show, right? Oh, that's a good um, that's a good point. I watched this in middle school. I was in middle school when this came out, maybe end of elementary. But by that time, I was definitely watching other shows. I was watching a little bit more mature shows. I switched to MTV <laughs> <laughs> instead of uh, Nickelodeon and Disney, even though I still watched SpongeBob. Um, SpongeBob is timeless. <laughs> it is timeless. <laughs> And then I also kind of thought maybe it was because the actors were kind of going through puberty because uh, I guess the age range was like preteen, tween age. Mm-hmm. And when you're kind of casting in that, like one season they're going to look like a kid, the next season <laughs> they're like two feet taller and yeah, their voice is cracking every, every once in a while. So I think maybe it has to do with that. So it's like it becomes unrelatable to like the pre-pubescent audience maybe. That's an interesting point because I, I would think that like the audience is growing with the cast like in a way just kind of like you're like as they're progressing like say like into high school or whatever maybe that's when Mm -hmm. you're starting to go into high school so you're kind of like wanting to keep up with your with these characters that you've invested in but and i think that's actually a good point you make because um you know you'll kind of get fresh blood in or whatever whatever disney Mm -hmm. thinks of and disney probably doesn't want to like stay stagnant they kind of want to come up with like new fresher shows Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, but yeah, that's a good point. I th- also think that's why that they interjected that character of Beans because he doesn't arrive till the second season and Beans is like a much younger 
character than Lewis because mm-hmm. Lewis because like like you what you were I was going to say between like seasons one and two you could tell a huge difference in the character like pretty much everyone really because they all grew a lot over season one and season two and season two mm-hmm. is like they're very much like like like, like they're like very much like preteens or thirteen year olds like it's it's like a big difference from season one and so mm-hmm. I think they interjected beans to like capture to like to get the attention of like the much younger kids yeah um so yeah uh i think that's a good point i also wondered because that's like something that i think that tv shows over like in the uk do because it's not like how tv shows are now like in america where they run for like 10 seasons and everybody kind of is like this should have ended like four seasons ago you know because i think over in the uk they kind of just like signed a contract saying like all right all right you got this for let's say like three or four seasons but that's it like they don't have some like options to like re-up or whatever like no you gotta like tell your story in like three or four seasons and mm-hmm. so which i think makes for better writing like because it forces them to you know come up with outs <laughs> but yeah like even stevens is great i i would have liked to have seen lewis go to high school you know whatever Were they in middle school yeah uh well ren i think ren ends up being a freshman in high school but lewis is in like middle school like seventh grade i think but Donnie doesn't. Does Donnie go to the same school as them? Y- yes. I uh, see. Donnie's whole situation confuses me a little bit because he looks fucking old. That guy had a, a five o'clock shadow. Yes. Um, in the show, he. I, th- I think he's supposed to be a senior in high school, mm-hmm. maybe a junior, because he's definitely in high school. That's for sure. Because I remember there's like episodes where like college football scouts come to like look at him and stuff so he's mm-hmm. definitely in high school but yeah no he he's like a grown-ass man <laughs> okay i'm just wondering like why they're all in the same school maybe it's like a private school or something i don't know what it's like this maybe donnie goes oh, fuck dude i have no idea i <laughs> sorry this is just something that distracted me yeah i don't know my school was six seven eight and then you go to high school nine through twelve right is mm-hmm. that how yours was? Yours is a little different. Yeah, mine was like kindergarten through eighth grade, and then like yeah, we went somewhere else for high school. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. But so yeah, so yeah, I'm not really sure. That's that's a good question. I'll try to pay attention to that more. But so let's kind of get into this episode. So even Steven, season two, episode eleven, a very scary story. This episode originally aired October nineteenth, two thousand and one. So here is a quick plot synopsis. Lewis is trying to plan a funny Halloween prank with his friends Twitty, Tawny, and Tom. TTT. Meanwhile, Ren, Coach Tugna, and Principal Wexler are running a school-wide eye exam. However, after students get their eye exam, they begin acting kind of funny and suspicious. They wear these thick sunglasses, and they are compulsively drinking milk, and they become very concerned with their permanent records. It turns out that all of this is an evil plan by Ren to turn the whole student body into clones of Ren, or Renplicates, as she <laughs> terms them. And, st- <laughs> and students are having their eyes removed during the eye exams. Lewis is the last student to uh, go through the eye exam, and or he's evading the eye exam, and he is trying to run away from this zombie-like mob of the student body, but we find out that this is all just a scary story Lewis has made up to scare beans. Very fun episode. I, I, I really like this. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I love the mood of this. It's it's in this episode flows very like it just moves. Like this 
Mm-hmm. This, there's not a boring part of it. It's just it all just flows so well. I love it. Yeah, I was actually surprised how clunky that it wasn't, mm-hmm. right? Because I think these these kid shows, um, these shows were written for <laughs> kids with ADHD, or at least I thought, where they just have like they would have like a bunch of random segments or random tangents, just kind of like to distract you or to kind of keep you engaged, keep you looking at the TV. Yeah. Whereas no, this one is like if you looked away and like you jump back in, like oh, this was still following the same storyline that. Mm-hmm. you know it started with so i thought that was pretty good what did you think about um so had you had you watched this show since we were younger um no or? really i mean when disney plus first launched this was one of the first shows i binge watched so i mean be, before disney plus no i haven't seen it since i was a kid okay yeah so this was my my first watch since i guess 2003 and uh I forgot that there was claymation at the beginning. Yeah, right. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I was watching. Yeah, it's yeah. like jazzy big band. It was like super quirky. Yeah, the music also kind of reminded me of Thirty Rock a little bit. But I guess like a more happy-go-lucky version of it. But anyways, I was watching with my girlfriend, and she goes, "Oh my god, is this is this what this show is like?" No, no, no. I actually completely forgot this is how the beginning is. But no, this is this is a normal show. Yeah. Um. But, like, the show kind of starts off pretty hot, I think, with uh, all of the horror movie references. Right? Um, yeah, that's something that I loved at the beginning of this. Yeah. So, I don't know the name of the movie, but it's, like, an Alfred Hitchcock movie with the girl in the shower and the guy moves Psycho? the shower curtain and steps. Psycho. That's it. So, they kind of reference Psycho a little bit with Ren. She's, like, taking a shower. Or she's watching and... a movie. Somebody take a shower. That's what it was. Okay. I was like, okay, that, that would have been weird. <laughs> so she's watching the movie <laughs> with that so it's like psycho with a zombie movie crossover and then she gets that scream phone call yes yes and i was like i bet <laughs> i was so distracted i was like i bet you brucker just fucking squealed right now when he saw this dude just <laughs> like love that movie in that opening scene there's so many nods because like the movie she's watching yeah it kind of is like psycho that's not the one that came to me but that is that is a good call um it kind of it was more reminiscent of the night of the living dead to me so because she called them mutants but they look like zombies walking around mm-hmm. and just like you said like he get she she gets that creepy phone call from lewis and it's kind of like scream do you like penguins which is very much just like <laughs> what's your favorite scary movie you know yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man oh. it's great i love i just love like all like the nods in the music in that first scene it sound it kind of I might be like making a stretch here, but it kind of sounds like music from Friday the Thirteenth. Not like it's not the, it's not that. It's kind of like this. Just because I play the Friday the Thirteenth video game, I hear like the, the the tracks of that uh, movie a lot. Is like the na 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 na. Like I, I don't know how to describe it, but it kind of sounded like Friday the Thirteenth a little bit to me during mm-hmm. like some like chase scenes. Um, but yeah, no, it was just it was it's it's a lot of fun just getting like a lot of nods um i love that ren does this like whole like callback thing like she does star 69 to trace the callback to to mm-hmm. lewis i was like oh that's such a fun like thing i don't know if people could do that anymore but <laughs> yeah no it still works it still works oh shit have you done but it's that? just so random because uh i mean yeah now the phone numbers we can see the phone numbers mm-hmm. right yeah so it's different <laughs> so going back to the i guess i don't want to jump too far ahead 
Do you have, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say, uh, I love the opening scene. Let's uh, let's cover drinking rules real quick. Um, okay, yeah, let's do yeah. that. Uh, so, what what drinking rules do you got? Um, so I had I had like wrote down a bunch, and then as I was watching the show, I was like, oh damn, like these things happen a lot. Mm-hmm. And so this is actually a really good episode to um, drink it like an Oktoberfest beer too, right? Mm-hmm. Because I mean, this episode will just get you really really messed up like really <laughs> yeah this 22 minute episode is dangerous <laughs> it's dense dude it's dense with drinking rules right i think we're gonna probably have a lot of overlap with our rules um but for right now i've got some visual and some some audio ones that you guys can follow along with so every time you see a pumpkin drink right? oh, that's a and good that's, one yeah and there's a lot <laughs> it happens a lot some transitions that they use in the show are which pumpkins, is, which is like my favorite. I love that. I love when like the, like even the transitions <laughs> yeah. are themed into like whatever mm-hmm. holiday special it is. Oh, it's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna let you guys choose between these ones. Uh, it's so every time you see milk, right? If you're paying attention to the episode, if you see milk, drink, or so I'm not gonna double jeopardy you. So or anytime you hear somebody slurping milk, you drink. So that's your reminder. You hear somebody slurping? I'm like, oh, it's time for me to slurp down this beer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then the last one is anytime uh, somebody goes in to get their eyes checked. That's a good a drink. one. Mm-hmm. That's what good. about you? What you got? So, yeah, this I had a very similar issue as you is that, like, it was there are so many rules you can do. So mm-hmm. uh, I definitely had the, the audible slurping of the milk because that is, like, a key one to this episode. Um, I had every time, this is like a rule you could use in pretty much any episode of Even Stevens, but every time Lewis screams, he does a, <laughs> he does do a lot of screaming. So every time he screams, a really fun one that uh, you can do, and this is a really fun one to do if you are watching with friends. So when you're watching this, you kind of notice that there are lots of repeat background characters. There's there's a lot of people like you like you notice the costumes really stick out. So like there's once that stuck out to me where there were a couple people that were just dressed up as Egyptian pharaohs. There was a guy dressed up as a pizza that you see a lot. There was a skeleton <laughs> guy, a clown. And you just see them constantly throughout the episode. So play with friends and like people could be assigned one of the costume characters whenever they come up on screen, take a drink, or you like you know, pick which one you're playing with in the first person to like point them out. Like they won and like the rest of the room has to drink. Um, That's a lot of fun. That's yes. A lot of fun. It, I just love the pizza one cracks me up. Cause I love the idea of somebody going, you know, what I'm going to be for Halloween slice of pizza. It's always the kid who smokes a lot of weed too. <laughs> That's the guy that's like super into the Rob Zombie Halloween rendition. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just love it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I just yeah. So whenever you see those costumes with friends, uh, take a drink or like when we point them out. Like I said, um, I said so. Two more rules that I had: uh, drink every time there is a you catch a nod to a real horror film. Kind of like how we mentioned in the opening scene. There's a lot of nods, um, and there are some like throughout the whole movie or. Uh, show sorry i'm still not used to doing tvs tv shows um my last drinking rule is drink every time the they're like they they do like this dutch angle and that's when like the camera is like kind of off center it's like tilted a little bit kind of like almost like a 45 degree angle 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of that in this episode, and it's commonly used in like horror movies just because it makes the audience feel like something is slightly off, um, mm-hmm. even though they're not oh, paying attention. Okay. So, but I noticed the camera work in this episode was very stand out and different from like the rest of the series because the they do something in this that uh, that like John Carpenter did in, like in Halloween. Uh, not so much like a POV of like say like the killer or like these zombies or whatever, but the mm-hmm. camera is like following and tracking Lewis a lot because normally like in the other episodes, it kind of just like makes a cut to where where Lewis will be and we just see him walk into frame, but like mm-hmm. in this, the camera is tracking him like the whole time, so you kind of you kind of just like you're like walking with him and you kind of just like feel like you're you feel like you're running away from the zombie mob with him a little bit. Okay. And that's, um, which that's like a whole nother cool camera trick thing that, uh, horror, horror directors use to use the camera to tell the story. But anyways, I just really noticed that that stood out a lot in this episode. It was Good a lot catch. Of fun. Good catch. Um, thank you. So, Oh, I, I do have one more bonus one. Every time they say penguin, take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's like a nice, modest, modestly consistent one. Yes. Throughout the episode. I do love his costume in this. Is him just a penguin <laughs> rider? I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's a lot it's of very it's very Lewis. It's very even Steve. It's right. Perfect. Yeah, it is so Lewis. It, I just I love he's in the costume for ninety eight percent of this episode. Like it's just mm-hmm. until the very end he's not, but he is I was thinking, man, he must have gotten so sweaty doing this because he's running a lot in that in that <laughs> bulky is. costume, <laughs> and it's like felt, so you know that thing is like super hot. Yes, oh, oh my gosh. Just, and I love how dedicated he was to this character because whenever he would run, he would kind of like hit the back of the penguin as he was even running from like Principal Wexler. <laughs> like, Let's go get out of my way! <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> He kind of reminded me a lot of um, of Jim Carrey, right? Okay. Like in Ace Ventura movies and how. Um, oh, that's he a good would just pull. Really, right, he would sell his characters a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just kind of writing off of that that thing, I noticed. I actually did look some stuff up, and uh, it turns out. <laughs> so a lot of people also thought Shia LaBeouf took a lot of Jim Carrey influence uh, in his acting, mm-hmm. specifically for Even Stevens and. Um, for some reason, they actually had Twitter beef back in 2014. What? Yeah, Jim Carrey and Shia LaBeouf. And, and this is obviously when this is after Shia LaBeouf has been hated, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's a very polarizing person. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I should have looked up what the Twitter beef was. But basically, Shia LaBeouf insulted Jim Carrey's parenting. Ooh. And, ooh, yep, that's a, that's a hot button. And um, Jim, Tor- Jim Carrey was pissed. And I think, I think he also kind of felt like, I guess, with all these comparisons between him and Shia LaBeouf as a child actor, I guess he kind of felt like he was being mocked, right? Or his shtick was being stolen. That's so stupid. He's a kid, but whatever. I mean, <laughs> it's... I don't, no, this is a, that's a theory. I don't know if yeah. that's how he actually felt. Oh, right? oh, oh. I thought you were saying that was like something that he like tweeted at No, him. no, no. He's no, like, no. you stupid little runt. You stole my <laughs> shtick. You're making funny faces. I own funny faces. Yeah, that's... <laughs> That's so stupid, but if it's like that Indiana Jones son role was mine, you little shit, you're taking all my roles. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a worse movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, man. But before we get into the scenes of this episode, I want to quickly thank our sponsor, Supporty. Supporty is a super awesome service that helps you meet your goals. Everyone can use a little extra motivation or accountability from time to time, and it's totally normal and okay for somebody to feel like they need help in that uh, in that department. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. I've used Supporty before. Really great experience. I highly recommend doing uh, people signing up for it. it uh, it's really helpful. The whole idea of Supporty is that if you have somebody holding you accountable, helping you to come up with a nice personalized plan to help you meet your personal goals, you're more likely to stay motivated and actually accomplish those. Um, it's really easy to use. You just download the free app and you get a two-week free trial. Just tell them that Film the Rock sent you. And you get partnered up with a new account. You get partnered up with a new accountability buddy every week. It's super awesome, and it's all done in positivity. It's not added pressure, um, and everybody can use accountability from time to time or help with motivation. There's definitely some people from even Stevens that could have used some accountability or some uh, extra motivation. Nate, who could have used uh, supporty from this? I think it was. It should have been uh, Lewis's friends in the show, right? They were just supposed to pull off this huge prank, <laughs> and they all just kind of fell through the cracks. They weren't really holding each other accountable. They're just like, you know, what? I'm gonna go get my eyes checked, and it's like, no, man, we had, we came here on a mission. We have Let's an itinerary. <laughs> we have an itinerary. Let's accomplish what we came here to do. No time for lollygagging. So they needed supporty full full fledged. I totally agree. I was kind of going to lean bad guys in this, you know, like Principal Wexler and Coach Tucknut could have used supporty because I mean, you know what, Lewis is public enemy number one in like for them, so they should have put him at a higher priority. He, he should have been one of the first people to get the eye exam. They should have, they like, they should have had somebody hold him accountable. Be like, you got to get that dude. You get Lewis, you win the student body. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That's it. Kind of just depends on your work approach, right? Because I guess uh, you can take that big daunting task first. You can do all the little small easy ones first. So, and that's something that's, that you and your accountability buddy will talk about <laughs> and see which one's best. So, <laughs> head to getsupporty.com and that is supporty is support with an I at the end of it. Head to getsupporty.com or swipe over to our show notes and click the link or download the free app today and tell them that Film on the Rock sent you. You can start your two-week free trial today. All right, let's let's continue on with our Even Stevens discussions and talk about the scenes. We kind of already talked about the opening scene, which is a lot of fun. Uh, We we talked about how much we liked that. Um, What else from this episode did you like, Nate? Um, so I thought it was funny. So I'm going to talk about Ren real quick. So Ren Please. is Lewis's older sister. And if you're not familiar with who she is, she's kind of like the um, teacher's pet. She's kind of a kiss ass. And <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny. Like later on in the episode, um, Lewis and Ren are, are running away from the bad guys. And they run up to the principal's office. And it's he's got like a passcode to get in. <laughs> and it was just it was just really funny to me that Ren knew the passcode because she knew the principal's birthday. Right. And that's what that's what the passcode was. I was like, you know, you you really have to be a kiss ass if you're like a middle school, high school really any student, you know your principal's birthday. Like yes, yeah. it's nice to know people's birthday, but at the same time, like, come on. Yeah, I mean it's not it's I don't see it so much as kiss ass, just like she is being taken advantage of because like in other episodes, she has way too much responsibility for what's for <laughs> yeah. who is supposed to be like a eighth or ninth grader 
mm-hmm. to like run the school. Like she, like Principal Wexler, relies on her way too much. Like she honestly needs to be getting paid for because she's basically <laughs> his secret, his secretary. Like he's he, she is his handler, really. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, so. And I also love that little punch code that you were talking about. It was only the last two digits of his birth year, so it was a two-digit security <laughs> code. <laughs> 56 yeah. or 57. 56 or 57. Just try both. That's what I was like screaming. Just do both. It won't take you too long. <laughs> you were so engaged you were screaming with this episode? Yes, I was kind That's of hilarious. Just, well, because it's a point where like they're running away from this zombie-like mob, which is which was heavily foreshadowed in the zombie mutant movie that Ren was watching at the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. But I was, cause I was, I was with them cause the camera was tracking them. I felt like I was running with them and I was just like, just, just, just do it. Just do it. I, that like bugged <laughs> me so much. Cause like, just, if you're wrong, just punch in the other one. I, I didn't get why you had to get it right on the first try, but mm-hmm. she's a perfectionist. That's she, <laughs> she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, that, that, that's a good part. Uh, I really like that. Oh, I did love, um, sorry. <laughs> I, I seen a little like small part I wanted to point out was I really loved when Lewis goes to spy on this, this like background character, Melissa, that we, you know, we don't really know who she is, but we just see that Melissa mm-hmm. goes to get her eye exam and Lewis is, uh, I think spying on her as she's mm-hmm. getting her eye exam. That's like, we kind of see you know everything that's going on and we see like kind of like the whole plot of they're kind of sort of hypnotized in a way to care about their mm-hmm. permanent records and about drinking milk and whatnot i love the little detail of when she's getting her eyes zap lewis covers the eyes of his fake penguin <laughs> the penguin yeah <laughs> it, was, it was really cute and like pretty funny um and like immediately immediately after this um lewis goes to a payphone to call his parents and he is just losing his mind and freaking out it was mm-hmm. it was very funny because he's like screaming asking for help asking to come pick him up and then he just goes and then he like wraps it up by going all right guys i hope you're having a nice day love you bye <laughs> <laughs> oh he always finds time for the important things also so that's a very nice quality of, <laughs> yeah. of Lewis. that's funny okay so speaking on the topic of permanent records and in school records and such, did your teachers ever use that as like a fear mongering tactic oh, yeah. oh, against yeah. you? Okay, yeah, because I that was also used against me. And when they're talking about it in the show, I was like, you know what? I'm pretty sure someone told me that was complete bullshit. And like the <laughs> re- <laughs> the only like permanent record there really is is like your criminal re- record, right? Yeah, and they're not gonna put <laughs> they're not gonna put that you got like a C on your math exam on Tuesday, like on your criminal record, right? Yeah. Or that you That's didn't get an eye exam in the seventh grade. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you didn't get your, uh, <laughs> your you shots. Get, you didn't get your peepers checked. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a little ridiculous. Um, something that, that popped out to me. Um, but also on the topic of, I guess, the, uh, the episode mainly, I thought it was pretty interesting. So did we always see, did we know the name of the organization that they were claiming was leading these eye exams? Oh no! Yeah, no, yeah, they didn't. Did, I thought they. I thought they did say. It. Did they say regional eye network at the he, beginning? Oh, they say it when Lewis, when Mister and Missus Stevens and Donnie show up to the school. They, okay. they, they do. They say it then. The regional eye exam, or what was it? The regional eye exam network. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so that's 
that's why <laughs> I thought it was kind of a cool detail because obviously it, it's like an acronym. The acronym of that is REN, right? Mm-hmm. R-E-N. And it turns out Ren is like the mastermind behind this whole thing, really. Mm-hmm. And that's like where I was talking about the foreshadowing where it's kind of hinting like right now we think Ren is a victim with Lewis and they're running away from the crimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, it's just like it was kind of hiding in plain sight the whole time. And she's the one responsible. I thought that was pretty. Uh, I thought that was pretty fun. And she sticks out so much because she's the only person not wearing a costume. Because like even like mm-hmm. Coach Tugna is like dressed up as Igor. I mean, he like he has explanations to why he's dressed up like that, but maybe he looks like Igor and mm-hmm. principal principal Wexler. He's not dressed up as a principal anymore. He's dressed up as a optometrist. Mm-hmm. So he's a mail order optometrist. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like, just like, you know, she, she's the, she's the black sheep and all this. She's the sore thumb that's sticking out. So mm-hmm. it kind of should have been obvious, you know, but it just wasn't because everybody's just like, Oh, that's just rent. You know, that's how she is. She's just a serious person. <laughs> can i um are you done with your thought yeah yeah yeah. okay i'm gonna comment real quick on so you, you mentioned this guy's name a couple times coach tugnut mm-hmm. um so i thought that was odd right for a kid's show <laughs> so, that kind of just clicked with me oh my god really <laughs> <laughs> so um i looked into that and apparently at some point the actor later after the show was done and he was done with disney the actor admitted that the name was a double entendre. It was meant to be um, sexual in nature, Ooh. but something they kind of like slipped between the cracks. Uh, but he followed up with saying like the big heads at Disney um, love that kind of stuff. Really? <laughs> As I was reading it. I was like, yeah, they fucking do. Like, have you heard of all these? All like the Disney movie. Yeah. Like sex in the dust. And yeah. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, the okay. penises and Little Mermaid cover. Yes, yeah, I have one of those too. I, I have that VHS, and it one hundred percent is there. <laughs> Jeez, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't believe I never thought about that. Um, well, I guess like, I guess like a scene. I segue back into that. <laughs> uh, a scene that I did like was what we were just talking about, where his parents and Donnie do show up to the school. I, I really like this a lot because that's. Because that's where I felt like you get, like, a, as a kid, you get, like, a little bit of hope. Like, oh, Lewis is about to get out of this. You know, his parents mm-hmm. are there. They're going to get him. They're going to get him out of there. But then, you know, they get their eye exams. And that's, like, when you, as a kid, you kind of just lose all hope. They're like, no. like every- <laughs> If the parents can't solve it, who can? Yeah, right? exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's, I, I really love that little uh, detail that or th- that they included the parents in this. I thought that was uh, really nice. Um yeah, I feel that because it's it's so true though. Because I remember as a kid, like, um, like if my mom couldn't solve it, I'm like, well, f- fuck. I guess it just it's unsolvable, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this right. just doesn't exist. I would do that with my math homework sometimes. I'd be like, you know, my mom couldn't do it. Like, it just doesn't. It's not real math. <laughs> it's fake news. The limit does uh, not exist. Uh, <laughs> the limit does not exist. Okay, Katie Heron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you caught that. <laughs> It's a Mean Girls reference. Okay. Yeah, uh, go go watch our old episode. Anyways, um, so so we find out that that Lewis eventually winds up in like <clears throat> Lewis eventually winds up in the dungeon of this school, and this mm-hmm. made me so uncomfortable. This like r- like I'm not uncomfortable with Ren being the ringleader of all this. Mm-hmm. I was so uncomfortable with 
Principal Wexler and Coach Tugnut calling her mistress the whole time. Yeah, like she was some sort of dominatrix. That was fucking weird. Yeah, especially like the getup she's in and whatnot. I was mm-hmm. like, why are we like sexualizing this like 16 year old? Like, please stop. <laughs> I was like, what? Is they fuck you? Really why are you did. doing this? Mm hmm. Uh, I wonder if that was like the sexual awakening for some people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was weird. And then when uh, and then when they turn Lewis, uh, Shia LaBeouf's character, into Ren, mm-hmm. he's still Lewis's head with Ren's body. Yeah. And like, <laughs> this part gave me anxiety because I was like, no, 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 don't be weird, don't make this weird, because he starts like touching himself oh, to no. like clarify and i was like please don't grab the boobs just don't grab any <laughs> any part right? stop freeze um but he grabbed like his arms and i was like oh crisis averted i was i got so uncomfortable yeah it's kind of like in that 2002 live action scooby-doo movie where they like fred and i'm Bill gonna and look Daphne. at myself naked yeah part. it's kind of like that it's like <laughs> jesus man this my kids are here <laughs> oh my gosh yeah oh but yeah i'm happy and that's actually like right where uh the 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 story breaks and we find out that lewis this is just a, a scary story that lewis is telling beans to scare him and mm-hmm. which like i'm really happy because it, like i'm happy it wasn't a dream and it was just lewis telling a scary story because like the dream's kind of mm-hmm. like a cheap way this is just less cheap and because it also kind of like explains because as i was watching this i was going i don't like remember people getting killed off in this show like what was going on <laughs> <laughs> like how are they gonna retcon this like... yeah <laughs> uh, i was like this has this is probably just a dream and then it was just that it's like oh, okay okay i like that more um but were there uh, i always felt like those the like the holiday episodes were just kind of in their own universe kind of like anthology a little bit yeah did you kind of feel like they had to tie this into the normal show i i was thinking you know it was either anthology or a dream or something like that but yeah i didn't know if it would tie in or not (laughs) the next episode literally everybody's just ren walking around (laughs) it's just normal life Christy, the rest of the show christy carlson romano's salary just like skyrocketed after this episode <laughs> she's 90 percent of the cast yeah that's funny but to what you were talking about how it was just a story he told to beans i was wondering if we were gonna see beans uh in this episode i was like wow i'm surprised because usually he's jumping in there comic relief at some point but we really we didn't need him at all <laughs> I don't, we didn't need him, but when I did see him, I was like, beans, because I was excited to see him, you know, even though he's, I don't yeah. know, not an important character whatsoever. I don't remember liking him that much, but uh, it was fun to see him. It was very nostalgic. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was kind of like, you know, they're getting everybody in this episode. Uh, the only people that I think we didn't get were some of Ren's friends. Um, I mean, I can't remember their names right now, but yeah, uh, there were some like Ren's friends that were, you know, throughout the show that we didn't get in this episode. Those were like the only, I think the only normally reoccurring people that we didn't get. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't remember her having friends. <laughs> it's been, I mean, it's been like 17 years. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tough. Like I said, I've been rewatching this. Um, <laughs> uh, before moving on to message of the episode, were there other scenes you wanted to point out? Uh, no, I think we touched on everything. All right, cool. Uh, so did you... So I kind of got... I might have some people eye-rolling at my message of this, but uh, did you have any sort of message or lesson or anything like that from this episode? 
Yeah, mine was pretty simple. Um, it's basically just don't cry wolf. Um, oh, if you okay. Want people, if you want people to believe you, um, when the situation is crucial, when the situation matters, um, don't lead them to believe that you're a liar or you're some sort of trickster. <clears throat> By calling attention to situations that don't need attention called to them. Mm-hmm. Right? So just... Uh, so that's it. Just don't cry wolf. That's interesting. That's something I didn't think about, but I think that's something that you could definitely sort of see because he's trying to get at least his parents to believe him, but they're like, oh, did you pull another prank? You know? Um, mm-hmm. So that, 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 that's a good pull. That's something I uh, m- missed on. But so I had that this mo- that this episode was kind of about... This is like more specific, like so, like so general, but like this movie or... I'm still not used to it. This TV episode was about Lewis's fear of growing up and him being left behind from his friends. So mm-hmm. like he, to me, cause since this is a story he's telling, he's kind of, I felt like it was kind of him subconsciously putting in some of his own personal fears that he has. And he has this fear of being left behind, like his friends growing up and you know, starting to care about their health and well-being, you know, i.e. the milk drinking or mm-hmm. caring about their permanent record, you know, getting jobs and uh, building a resume, whatever. And because he goofs off so much and does all these pranks. So I have a mm-hmm. feeling. So I felt like th- th- this was just telling a story of Lewis's fear of being left behind and everybody else taking life too seriously and him just never really maturing t- uh, to that level. So that's kind of like what I got from this. And there's also the whole like commentary very early on in the episode between him and Ren on how he's saying like, Ren, you, you're just like a fun ruiner. Like you never have any fun. And Ren's just like, well, I care about responsibility and you should try out. You should try out being responsible sometime. And so, and that's kind of like what I feel, I felt like that was kind of like what this message was about. It was like just the general fear of being left behind by your friends and them being successful while you are struggling to be successful because maybe you missed out on, something uh, that's, that's kind of like what i got from this um that damn <laughs> people might be rolling their eyes at that i don't know but no dude that was good that that's was really good that, that's something i got for this. that this is all just one big lewis freudian slip <laughs> but uh yeah thanks thanks i really liked yours the the whole uh don't cry wolf because that's that was obvious and something i completely glossed over um <laughs> dude no you're too busy being deep over there man i loved it that was great Thanks. Um, so now that we just pat each other on the back. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, how many? How would you rate this out of out of five stars? How many stars would you give this episode? Does it make you want to watch more? And, and did you think that this aged well? Um, so I'm gonna rate it as if um, not as an adult, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I'd give this one like a four point six nice. out of five. I thought this was a. <clears throat> I actually I was actually really impressed with this episode to be Mm -hmm. completely honest um like we talked about at the beginning it was just so well written i felt so trusted by the writers with no laugh track that they knew they knew what they were writing was funny and that we would have laughed at the right times and um i was really impressed with shia labeouf's acting right Right? because i i think the last thing i'd seen him act in was uh indiana jones uh which wasn't like supernatural to me um and then before that was Disturbia, which I, I thought he was pretty good in Disturbia. Oh yeah, I agree. 
but I don't really remember his, his acting as a kid. It's just not something I really paid attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, but even as an adult, I was like, damn, he actually like, he didn't sound like he was overacting at all. Like you'd see in other kid shows of this era. Um, but at the same time, like as an adult, I think this show was, um, I mean, that's obviously not something I'd watch right now at my age. And that's not to sound like, um, I'm like this old person. I just, it just didn't really catch my interest. It actually, but it went by really fast. It didn't feel like it was dragging at all. Um, but if I was a kid, like I would absolutely watch this a lot more. Um, but it's just not, it's not just like the type of content that I, I consume right now. (laughs) Um, and and also let me just add to that. Like, I'm not saying I don't watch kid shows. Like I definitely just, I'm currently watching the legend of Korra, right? (laughs) Like the avatar (laughs) show. So like, I'm not like just, uh, just not watching kid shows. Um, cause I think I'm too old for them. This, this one just wasn't my cup of tea now. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I guess like if you were a, like, you know, pretend you're like eight year old Nate's, if you just saw this, would it make you want to watch more episodes? Oh, absolutely. And especially if I had this on Disney plus, I would have already, <laughs> I would have already binge watched this show. Gotcha. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of agree with you. I would rate this. I have it at four stars. Because I think that this episode is super awesome. The only thing it loses points on is for that weird sexual tension with Mistress Wren. Uh, that's the. <laughs> I mean, I just, yeah. So I I kind of give it minus points for that, but uh, just because you know leave that leave that stuff out of these kids shows, in my opinion. But so yeah, th- th- this is a great episode. It moves, it flows well. It's not boring at all. I thought it aged really well. I didn't really. Besides, like, the payphone being, like, mm-hmm. the only, like, kind of, like, older technology in this, um, it aged pretty well, honestly. And no, mm-hmm. like, cheesy special effects either. For, for Well, no. oh, I take that back. The the whole cloning of Ren did look really cheesy. Oh. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I did love the part where some of some of the Ren plicates actually start to try to manhandle Lewis into the, <laughs> into, like, the little cloning machine. And you can just tell those are just... Those are just people with dark hair. They're obviously not Christy Carlson Romano. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and to your point about Lewis, or I'm sorry, Shia LaBeouf being a really good actor, I completely agree. And I want to sort of give some praise to to Christy Carlson Romano because as I've been like rewatching this show, she stands out as like a really good actor in this show as well. And I'm kind of surprised she didn't do more stuff. I looked at her IMDb page. And she's been doing like a lot of movies. It's just shit you've never heard of or probably mm-hmm. haven't seen. But I thought that she was really talented in this. Maybe she didn't translate well to film. I don't know. But I thought that she was really good in this. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she would. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, side actor that I actually think is pretty good. The dad. Oh, yes. Uh, I think Tom Virtue is his name. Mm-hmm. It is. He just, um, he just really, he, I, I can't really name a movie that I've seen him in, but I've seen him a lot, mm-hmm. right? He's just one of those characters that you see pop up and he's very recognizable too. Um, if, if people, so I'm, I'm going to recommend a, a podcast. If you're like a huge fan of even Stevens, there's this podcast called even Stevens ranked and they go through each episode at like one at a time. And they like say like where in the 65 episode list where they have it ranked and they actually interview a lot of the actors from this and they have a episode where they interview 
Tom Virtue or Tim Virtue, I forget his first name, but uh, the, the dad of the show. And that interview was really cool. So I'm going to recommend people go check that out. It, he, it was really cool how his interpretation of the dad character for this was. It was, it was interesting. Uh, so I'm going to recommend Dang, that. that's awesome. Yeah. Can I, can I just say something? Is that uh, yeah. ever since I've been jumping back on the pod and uh, we've been kind of like plugging other people's, I've really been looking for for new like podcast content to follow. So it's been super cool, um, like jumping all in all these other people's podcasts and seeing them <laughs> or listening to them because I'm like really enjoying it. And it's just like nothing I'd been exposed to before. So um, thank you, everyone. Appreciate it. It's been really fun. Yeah. And please still listen to us. But yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah sh- 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 share the love to everybody. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't have enough room in my queue for, for Film on the Rocks anymore. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But uh, any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Uh, let me check my notes. <laughs> Just, it was one page. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. You're like, it's a sticky note. Um, yeah, it's a sticky note. I just flicked it around. Uh, no, I don't, I don't have anything. I think I'm good. Awesome. Well, thank you everybody for listening to this episode of TV specials. And this was a lot of fun. I hope that you guys are enjoying these tv specials they're they're a fun break for us and they're super nostalgic too uh kind of want to quickly plug our patreon if you like these tv specials we will be having an exclusive tv specials episode on the patreon later on this month we will be covering one of the halloween specials of boy meets world it's one of my favorite halloween specials of any tv shows it's from season five season five episode 17 and then there were sean this was a really great creepy one. It also has a guest star of uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt guest starred on this episode. So it's a lot of fun. That will be available on patreon.com slash film on the rocks at the $2 level. If you want to check that out later on this month and be sure to write into our mailbag for our mm-hmm. uh, Halloween talks on the rocks. But um, till then stay tuned for our spooky episodes and tweet at us. Let us know how you're liking these episodes. For sure. Enjoy this very themed October. Ooh. Ooh, my guys. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>